Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 139 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to continue our conversation on how we can best protect our finances. And this week, we've talked about a lot of steps that we can take and things that we can do to protect our finances. Things like having the right insurances in place. Things like taking good risks. Things like having the right estate planning documents in place uh, to protect your finances over the long term. But today we are going to flip the script just a little bit. But today we are going to flip the script a little bit and talk about how you can protect your finances by protecting it from people uh, who have the ability to work with your finances with you. So uh, we're going to talk a lot about financial advisors today, what their role should be uh, and what is overstepping uh, what they really should be doing uh, in your financial life. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything that you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, then be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you walk through your financial life to create a financial plan that is specific to you and your family situation and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can help you do that. Just go to my website, www mnowithdylan.com. Click on the work with Dylan tab and you can choose the financial coaching session type that would work best for you. And we can begin pushing towards your long-term financial goals together. So I just want to start this episode by saying, what is a financial advisor really? And then what should a financial advisor really be doing uh, to help you with your financial situation? So a financial advisor is your financial planning partner right now that's not just to say that they do just financial plans yes they can help you in that way uh, but a lot of what financial advisors do uh, has to do with investing your money and so um, let's say you want to retire right or want to send your kids uh, to university in 10 15 20 years right to accomplish your goals you may need somebody to help you get there somebody who has the knowledge who has the certifications uh, who has the ability uh, to help you to get to that place and has helped others to get to that place uh, your advisor can help you with many topics including how much you should be saving or investing uh, the types of accounts that you need the types of insurances that you have so on and so forth because a lot of advisors also uh, sell insurance and an advisor should be an educator, okay? And this is uh, the biggest overarching theme of what I'm going to talk about today, is that if you use a financial advisor, and I do not believe everybody should use a financial advisor, but if you do, uh, that advisor should be an educator. They should be somebody uh, who teaches you what should happen with your finances, why it should happen, uh, and then allow you to make decisions. The biggest problem uh, that I have with financial advisors in general uh, is they do not allow you to make the decisions. They do not allow you to do what you want to do with your money, or they don't allow you 
to make the decisions once they have uh, management control over your money. And we'll get a bit more into that here in a little while. But uh, you just have to remember that is your money. And this financial advisor is here to educate you in the way that you should go, to push you uh, along as you just try to go and reach long-term financial freedom. And so they should be teaching you, right? The advisor's task should be to help you understand uh, what is involved with meeting your future goals, to get to the places that you want to get to. What do you have to do? What do you have to put in place to get to the places that you want to reach. And that's what they should help you to understand. And this process uh, may include detailed helps with certain financial topics. Uh, and you know, it may include helping you with budgeting, savings, things or the like. Now I can help you with budgeting, with saving, with how you are to allocate your money in different pools to help you keep your financial balance, to create a good financial plan for you. Uh, and I do that as a financial coach. And the difference there is specifically that I am not selling you insurance. I am not selling you investments. Uh, I am not a broker dealer. I am uh, somebody who just wants to help you with your finances. And I do so for a dollar amount fee. I do not do so uh, like most advisors do for some percentage of assets under management. Now today is supposed to be about, and this week is supposed to be about protecting your finances, right? And when I'm talking about protecting your finances when it comes to advisors, I'm not necessarily talking about uh, not letting somebody defraud you, not letting somebody pull a Bernie Madoff on you or, uh, you know, pull some Ponzi scheme or, uh, you know, like you hear these professional athletes talk about, you know, this advisor took all of their money or this manager took all of their money uh, because they signed something or agreed to something that they absolutely should not have done. Uh, that's not necessarily what I'm talking about, although that is very important. You need to limit their control uh, in that way as well. Uh, but the best way that you can protect your finances uh, when it comes to using a financial advisor is to understand what's going on, learn, right? And make sure that they are teaching you. If they are not teaching you, uh, then what is their purpose, right? Their purpose in their mind at that point would simply be uh, to manage your money, manage your money, take that fee from your money and make money off of you as a client. And you don't want to just be uh, an advisor's cash cow. You want to be learning. You want to be putting things into place that are going to better you over the long term. And I've talked a lot about how uh, you know advisors, they can be very, very useful, right? I do not discount uh, the good advisors out there, good advisors that are actually going to teach you, do what's best for you, put things in place uh, that are going to help you uh, to reach your long-term financial goals. They can be a godsend. I 100% understand that. And I understand that many of us out there do not have the time or the you know bandwidth at the end of the day. You've got kids, you've got responsibilities, you've got things going on at work uh, to try to understand your own investment or try to be at the forefront of good financial planning. I understand uh, that putting in that time would be extremely difficult, but that does not mean you shouldn't understand what's going on. You should 100% understand what's going on. You should understand everything uh, that an advisor is doing. Uh, you should understand everything that they are suggesting. Uh, you should make the ultimate decision. See, what an advisor should do is they should give you advice right? They should give you advice as to what they think should be done with your money. Then you go, you do the research, you determine uh, whether or not that is what you want done. Uh, because otherwise, and this is a very simplistic way 
to look at things. Otherwise, uh, they are using your money to do what they want to use your money for. They may not be doing what is in your best interest. And if you don't know, if you don't know what they are doing, if you don't know, uh, you know, if something is suitable for you, right? If a certain investment is what you should be invested in, or, uh, you know, if something meets your risk tolerance or not, if you don't know that, uh, then how are you going to be able to check the advisor? How are you going to be able to know if what the advisor is doing is going to help you to meet your long-term goals? Uh, because obviously we don't want to just be paying somebody uh, to just be there and make their own money and, you know, maybe do certain things for, you know, for us, but, you know, nothing that is super substantial. And we go and walk away and didn't learn anything or we didn't take anything away uh, from having that individual in our life that could help us. I personally don't use a financial advisor. Now, uh, the caveat to that is I sit here and teach you guys on uh, this show every day and uh, I'm somebody I have you know, done this in the past, and uh, I have been a financial advisor, a fee-based financial advisor. I have done these things, uh, but in doing so, right, I also see uh, that there are negatives to it, and there are tons of positives, but it depends on the person. It depends on uh, the advisor. It depends on who uh, you are using, and it depends, again, on what you are paying them, right? Uh, you don't want to overpay anybody for their services. So let's just think about this for a moment. One part of protecting our finances over the long term is to grow your money, right? Is to grow your money, surpass inflation, uh, and allow your money to get to the point where you can reach your long-term financial goals and your long-term dreams. But advisors are a drag on the ability to do so. Now, even if they are doing things that are good for you and beneficial and they're teaching you and whatever, uh, whatever fee a, an advisor is taking right off of your investments is going to drag down on your long-term investment returns. Now, that's not to say that you should pay no fee and that's not to say that advisors should not exist because they should, uh, but it may make you think twice about what you are doing and who you are allowing uh, to manage your money. So for instance, uh, one really, really common uh, fee, let's say, is like 1% or 1.5%. And let's say you've got you know, $200,000 in your uh, you know, investment account and you're trying to grow it over time uh, and you, know, you want to, to you know, retire early or you want to uh, send your kid to whatever college, right? And so you're maybe investing in a 529 and you've got money there too or whatever. But let's say you've got $200,000 in assets uh, under management of a financial advisor. And they just take 1% of that $200,000 every year. Well, the first year, it is going to be $2,000. And obviously, as your money grows, their amount, the amount of money that they receive in a fee grows as well. So if you're talking about 1% of a million dollars under management, then they're taking $10,000 per year. And that's just a, a rough estimate because obviously if your money is growing, they will take more. If your money is declining in value, they will take less. Uh, but let's say uh, just the $200,000 and they took just 1%, right? Which is a reasonable fee for a financial advisor. 1% $2,000. If I took $2,000, divided it out by 12, that is $166.67 per month that you are paying that advisor on average. But just for that first year, as your money grows, it is more and more and more. And then if you have a million dollars under management, 
uh, and you have a million dollars in a retirement account and you've grown that money over time. Well, having an advisor that just takes 1%, again, a reasonable fee, that is $833.33 per month that you're paying that advisor. And the question that you have to ask yourself uh, is, is that reasonable? You have to ask yourself, if I had to pay out of my own pocket uh, for this advisor, would I pay them this much per month? Are they creating the value that they need to create for me given this much per month? And they may totally be doing so, right? They may totally be meeting your needs in all of the ways that they need to. Again, there are great financial advisors out there. And if somebody's taking 1%, that is a very, very reasonable fee. Uh, but if somebody's taking you know, one and a half, two, or you know more than that, which is a little more rare to get over 2%, uh, but if they're taking these higher fees, these exorbitant fees, uh, and you're not learning anything and you're not getting anything out of it, you need to ask yourself this question. Would I write that check? Would I write that check to this individual uh, for what they are doing for me? Not to mention, uh, let's not forget that there are conflicts of interest with financial advisors, just about all of them. And the conflict of interest in a lot of cases is uh, that they can get paid via what they sell. So if they also sell insurance, not just investment products. If they sell insurance, uh, then maybe they make more money if they sell you a whole life insurance policy. And that might not be what's best for you. I've talked a lot about why I do not like whole life policies. Uh, and if they can make more money in doing so, why would they not do that, right? That is a conflict of interest for them because if they're doing what's in your uh, best interest, then they wouldn't be selling it to you. But if they can make more money, then obviously that's what they want to sell. So there's a conflict there. There's also a conflict if they're making any type of commission uh, on the investments that they sell you. They may sell you things that are not suitable to you uh, if they are going to make money off of the sale of that particular type of investment more than another. And so these are things that you have to watch out for. You have to ask an advisor these types of questions before you ever decide to work with them. Uh, because if you know they... First of all, if they don't know what the fees are going to be, then you run, right? Uh, but if they do know and they tell you and they seem outrageous and they seem like it's just fees on top of fees on top of fees, uh, that is not protecting your finances. That is going to be a drain on your long-term growth of your money. That is going to be a drain on the money that you have and the nest egg that you have. Um, but if it is a reasonable fee and then they educate you over time and they put a premium on you learning and on you knowing what is going on, uh, then that can be something that could be very, very valuable to you. And that would be a good advisor. And that would be actually helping you protect your money as well. It would help you to protect your money if you are learning, if you are getting information that will allow you to manage your money properly over time. And that's key. You are managing your money. They are just advising you. They are just advising you on what is to happen, what they think should occur, and then helping you put it into practice. You are the one that manages the money. You are the manager of money for God, not your financial advisor. So, And I hate this. I hate when people blame the financial advisor for mismanaging the money. The financial advisor may very well have mismanaged the money, but the person uh, should have understood what was going on. The person should have put in more time uh, to know what the advisor was doing. They should have gone through a more thorough process of vetting the advisor before they ever uh, you know, trusted them to do anything with their money. 
And so if they aren't doing that, if you aren't doing that and you have an advisor, you may need to rethink uh, your relationship with this individual uh, and just check in on whether they are helping you to protect and grow your finances over the long term or if they are just being a drain on what you have and you are not benefiting at all. I think about this a lot. I think about uh, how a lot of advisors, uh, let's say they just you know can put you in uh, some index fund over the long term. Now, a lot of them try to beat the market and they put you in different mutual funds and, and you know maybe different types of investments that they believe can beat the market. And some do, some don't, a lot don't. Uh, but let's just say that they you know sold you an index fund, right? And they didn't make any commissions on that index fund. Uh, you know, you're gonna track with the market. And uh, that is not a bad long-term investment strategy, as we've talked about previously, to index and buy passive uh, investments in that way. But if they offer you this index fund, and let's say they take a percent per year, right? What are you paying for, right? Are you paying for the opportunity to out-return the market? No, because it's an index fund, right? So you're not going to out-return the market, but what you are paying for is their ability to help you to manage your money is to take their advice and do things uh, in the way that they would advise you to do them now it is extremely simple to go online and open an account with a broker and buy an index fund for nothing right you could go buy one for nothing and do the exact same thing so then you have to ask yourself the question right are you uh, just a revenue flow for this advisor or uh, are they providing you some utility as well because if they aren't providing you any good advice if they aren't providing you any good education on top of managing your money uh, then you can take your money and get it done yourself you can learn enough about it yourself to get it done again i know uh, that a lot of you don't want to take on that uh, role but if you are being taken advantage of, which I would say if somebody is not educating you uh, and they are just you know, taking their fee and going uh, and just doing a little annual review and you know whatever and not really doing a holistic look at your finances, if they aren't doing a holistic look uh, and helping you to do what's best for you over time for a reasonable fee, uh, then they are taking advantage of you and they are taking advantage of the ignorance that you have. That's why we want to be knowledgeable. That's why we want uh, to know what's going on. This is going to help us to protect what we have. Uh, because I promise you this, I promise you there are a vast number of individuals out there who will 100% take your business if you give it to them, right? They, they will take your business. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Uh, obviously, they have to make money too. Uh, but if you are getting into this relationship, and that's why I put the responsibility on you as the investor, on you as the individual whose money it is, right? You own uh, that money. That money is yours to manage, right? If it's yours to manage, then you need to make sure that you can keep it and grow it over the long term. And if you don't know what somebody is doing with your money, then you could be in big, big trouble. So you have to learn. You have to get educated. Even if it's not by that individual, uh, you have to learn and get educated about your finances in order to protect what you have. Obviously, if you are paying them, they should be educating you. If you are using them, they should be educating you. But if they are not, uh, then you need to figure out how to educate yourself and be able to do some things on your own that would put things in place uh, to build the financial life that you always wanted to build. And let me tell you this, another way that you can protect yourself when you are using an advisor is always to get a second opinion, right? Or a third opinion or fourth opinion or 
you know, watch YouTube videos until you crack uh, amounts of opinions, right? Because there are tons of opinions out here. And if you are, you know, just somebody who's like, ah, I don't want to, you know, mess with it. And I want, you know, an advisor to help me and all of this type of stuff. I understand, but you still have to learn. You still have to know what is going on. So get multiple opinions before you ever agree to anything. Don't, don't ever let the words come out of your mouth to an advisor. Well, you just do with it whatever you think is best. It is not their money. It is your money. Would you go to a car dealership and, uh, you know, say, oh, I want to spend, you know, $25,000 on a car here. Here's $25,000. Give me whatever car you think is best. Of course not. You would go pick out the car, right? In the same way with your money, with your investments, right? You're not going to take $25,000 to invest and say, oh, you just do whatever is best with it. No, you need to help them to pick the investments that you want, right? They can help educate you about them, but you should be picking them. You should be doing uh, with your money what is best, not them. They should be giving you the education, the knowledge, uh, and the ability because they have uh, the ability to put these things into practice. They should give you the ability to get the things done that you need to get done financially. And another way with an advisor that you can protect yourself and protect your finances is to make sure that the values of your advisor match with your own values. And this is a big, big issue because, uh, you know, I preach on the show. I talk on the show a lot about giving, saving, and spending. And I talk about doing it in differing proportions at different times, but you should always be doing all three. And I talk about financial balance. Well, a lot of advisors don't believe in financial balance. They believe in invest, 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 invest. Not like there's not a conflict of interest there because who is going to make a percentage of those investments? Just saying, okay? But they believe in invest, 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 right? Don't pay off your house early. Keep investing because of the interest rate because it's a math problem. No, it's not. It is a behavior issue. Don't pay off these low interest rate debts, but invest, 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 right? I see where they're coming from. I see the math, right? But make sure they are doing what is best for you. Make, the, make sure that your values, right, the things that you want to make sure are done with your money, uh, get done using an advisor. Look for second opinions. Look for uh, the best course of action for you. Because you may not agree with what they say or what they offer. And guess what? You can always move. You can always, and this is, I, I see this far too often. People get comfortable with somebody and they just keep paying them the fee and they don't get the education and they don't, uh, you know, learn anything. They don't, uh, you know, get any more utility from that advisor. Uh, they just keep paying because, you know, they're comfortable with it, whatever it may be. Uh, and just being comfortable is no reason to pay somebody. You should be paying somebody so that they provide a service to you. And if they are not providing you a service, then you can go to a different advisor. It is not difficult. You can always move your money. You can always transfer your money out. And whether or not you want to use another advisor or do it on your own, because I don't want to just run past this. You can do it on your own. It is not extremely difficult. You can do it. It is the age of uh, being able to do everything online and you 100% can, but you need to have the education first because if you mess up, right, and you do something where uh, there's gonna be a big tax liability or you do something where, you know, there's a certain rule that you did not follow or something of the like, uh, then you could be in a tight spot. And that is the utility that advisors can bring to you if they teach you about your investments, if they teach you uh, about what they think you should do with your money because of these different types of situations. Uh, but it is not hard to go and find that information. It is not hard to go and learn those things. So if you think that you can do it, 
then by all means, you can. I promise you can, but you have to take the time. You have to get the education first. And whatever you do, and again, this is the whole theme of this week's episodes, whatever you do, you need to make sure that you are doing what is best to protect what you have, okay? This is not saying that we take no risk, because we talked yesterday about why it is important to take good risks, right? Uh, You should invest your money for the long term. You should purchase a home. You should do these different types of things. Uh, But in taking good risks, we also said we don't want to take bad risks, and a bad risk is... Uh, to walk into an advisor's office and say, hey, here's you know $50,000 and I'll just add to it systematically and invest it however you want and I'll check in once a year. That is not a good risk to take. That is a bad risk to take because no telling what can go on uh, with your money or with that individual. No telling what their conflict of interest could be uh, that could be detrimental to your finances over the long term. And it could be a situation where that is not protecting your money. That is actually draining your money, draining your ability to grow for the long term over time. And again, their fees can be a drain on your money. They can be a drain on what you have over time. And let me just talk about that for just a second, because uh, if you think you can do it yourself, that will save you a lot over time and it will allow your money to keep compounding at a higher rate over time. So for instance, uh, if you saved $500 a month for 30 years, right over a 30 year period, and you made 10% annually on that money, you would have approximately $1.13 million at the end of that 30 years. Pretty good nest egg, right? If you were to use an advisor that was taking just 1.5% every single year on that money, what you would be left with is $825,000 approximately, right? A little bit more than that, $825 and some cents. Uh, And what that shows is that it is a $300,000 swing uh, between 1.5% fee and no fee right? So you don't need to just think, right? Because I talked earlier about you need to think about what you are paying them. Would you write that check? Don't just think about the value of that money today. Think about that value of money over time. And are you actually doing what's best for your finances? Don't get me wrong. An advisor can be worth it. An advisor can be worth uh, the utility that they provide to you. But if they are not providing that to you and still charging you this one and a half percent when you could be doing something similar on your own, Uh, then what are we doing? Are we protecting our finances uh, or are we just doing what is easy or are we just doing uh, what is comfortable, right? Because what is comfortable and what is easy is not always best. We know that about life, right? It is comfortable to sit back and, you know, eat everything in sight and be lazy and watch TV, right? It is comfortable to not go work out, right? It is comfortable to do that type of thing, but it is not what's best for us, right? It's easy, it's comfortable, but it's not what's best for us, right? You have to learn. You have to take this into your own hands and learn about your money in order to protect it. I think financial advisors can help you do that, 100%. But you have to go through a very strenuous process of picking somebody uh, who can do that for you for a reasonable fee over time and is worth the value that you are paying them. If you can do it yourself, you can and you should, right? You should try 
to do so. Don't make dumb mistakes. Make sure that you're very calculated and that you are a constant learner. And that's the biggest key about today. Just be a consistent learner. Learn about what's going on with your finances. Learn the rules. Learn the regulations. Learn things about taxes. Learn things about investments, right? And then you will be able to make the best decisions because at the end of the day, you make the decisions, not the advisor. And if the advisor is making the decisions for you, then you aren't doing what's best for your money. Whether or not your money is growing, let me put that here at the very end. Whether or not your money is growing, right? The advisor doing it for you is still wrong, okay? Whether or not you are making money, the advisor doing it for you is still wrong. You should be doing it. You should be making the decisions and they should just be the one providing the education, providing the advice and providing the ability to do so. So if you feel like you need somebody to do that for you, uh, then you should find someone. You should go through that process to help you invest your money, to help you grow your money over time. If you just need somebody to help you to create a plan for your budget, uh, for how you're going to allocate the income that you have, uh, how you're going to do all the things to get you to long-term financial freedom, then I can help you do that through the financial action plan, through creating a plan that is specific to you and your family. And you can go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the Work With Dylan tab, and you can choose the financial coaching session type that would work best for you. And we can begin uh, to push towards your long-term financial goals together. But thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below if you haven't done so already, and I'll be sure to respond to anything that you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, then make sure to subscribe and leave a review on either one of those platforms. That'd be much appreciated. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. That's really good supplemental materials to the long form episodes that I'm putting out on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And hopefully that uh, content, that information uh, can continue to grow you in your long-term finances and provide you some of the knowledge uh, that I talked about, some of the education that I talked about that we should be getting uh, from advisors. But hopefully I can help you to provide some of that education here on this channel every single day. So tune in tomorrow as I talk about one more way that you can protect your finances over the long term, and that is to live below your means. And we'll dig into what that means, what that should really look like, and why it's not as painful as you might think. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.